Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Ministrations, amen. This is the most important part of the service. And every week, our faith is being strengthened, our faith is growing, and we are becoming better Christians because of the pastor after God's own heart that God has given to us. And this evening, if you are here, I would like you to rise to your feet as we welcome the best preacher, the best pastor, the best shepherd, E.S. Joy. Hallelujah. I'm sure you can do it better for the Lord, so put your hands together. Add a shout, add a shout, add a shout. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we're so grateful for today. Thank you for another opportunity to gather at the, this service, Lord, that is growing our faith and challenging our faith and making something else out of us. We're so grateful. Tonight, let your word come in such a way that each one of us gets what is ours. May I just be a vessel in your hands, in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. God bless you. Take your seat. All right. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in church tonight? Powerful. You guys are trying to move the service later and later, but it will not go later. It will not go later at all. Yes. So I told you that I'll start preaching at 7.30. It's now 10 to 9. So I'm going to preach for 30, 40 minutes. 30 minutes. It will not go later. No, at all. Hallelujah. Before I start preaching, I just want to say that our camp is going to come on. So please. <laughs> we are just... You know the circumstances we are in right now, do you not? Don't you know our circumstance? Yes. We've got to allow the funeral to pass before. Otherwise, it's very some way. Yes. So that's all. Not that we don't know what we want to do, but it's some way that you should not come and start saying that, oh, we are going on with our life. We are moving to our camp. It's some way. Is that okay? Yeah. So please, if you have not registered, make sure you do that because it's going to be an experience. Tell about an experience. an experience. There are some experiences you have that mark you for life, and this is one of them. So, oh yes, I can, I can tell you that. So, make sure you don't miss it. Amen. I don't like people who afterwards, and they, oh, if I don't, I should have gone home. Please ask everyone, what's the use of that? What's the use of that? What's the use of that? <laughs> so, just be ready. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you very much for all your Mother's Day wishes and oh, Mother's Day greetings. 
It's a blessing to be your pastor. Amen. Well, we've been talking about faith, 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 and we're going to continue for some time. And live a few more weeks. We're talking about faith. Now, I want you to ask your neighbor, this week, have you used your faith at all? Ask your neighbor. And if your neighbor says yes, ask them, please tell me to do what? Or say, what happened? And if your neighbor says no, tell them, listen, it's about time you stop this dead faith and things. Because when you haven't used your faith, it's dead. It says faith without works is what? Dead. Ah, is your neighbor saying anything? Your neighbor is quietly looking at you. Lay your hands on your neighbor's head and say, I cast out the spirit of foolishness. Hey. Faith without works is what? Dead. So if you, are, you can hear faith from now to whenever, if you don't put it into use, it's of no use to you. Yeah. It's the using of it. That's when you know that what I'm learning something is really working. Yeah. Let this be your last. Tonight, I'm going to be talking to you about how to improve your faith. Or if you like, how to grow your faith. I don't know whatever you call it. Amen. But your faith, I, I, is it in this service I spoke about faith being a living thing? Yeah. And living things grow. Otherwise, they are dead. The reason why the chairs we sit on are the same size every week when we came is that they are not living. But if something is living, it's growing. You're either growing fatter or slimmer. Your nails are growing or your hair is growing or you're something. Please ask your neighbor, hey, please, they say I should ask you, what is growing of you? you are out of, or what of you? Is, is it going up or is it going down? Some people, who, they didn't have pot belly. The belly has become a pot. Hey! Hey! A pot. The belly has become a pot. Please, have, not, have I mentioned anybody's name? Did I call anybody's name? Did I say anything to anybody? Ah, then Charlie, look straight. <laughs> yeah. Just look straight. And when you're looking to you, you can be smiling. So nobody will know that. Oh, Jama, it's you. You went to weigh yourself. Or you were some 14 kilos heavier than the last time you weighed yourself. Hey, it's all the growth sum. It's all the growth sum. Anyway, so tonight we're talking about how to improve your faith because if faith is the currency of heaven, then clearly the more of it you have, the better off you are. I mean, people who have physical money, money is the currency of earth. The more you have, it makes some things easier. Yeah. It makes some things easier. Are you there? Yeah. Some of you, the room that you are in, it's made your life easier. Some of you, to the room you are in, it has made your life harder. And sometimes it's a figment of your pocket. What you could afford. Are you seeing it? Uh Uh-huh. Just to give a practical example of how it can make it easier or harder. Or you know the times when you have money, you can eat a good meal. There are some places that you go and some food that you only buy when there's nothing in the pockets. Hey! Then you go and stand and you say, three cities, three cities. <laughs> but when there's money, the meal is a better one and more balanced and a little nicer and yeah. So, in the same way, some of you, your faith is Angwamu faith. It will only buy you three cities Angwamu. And I'm saying to you that it doesn't have to stay there. Are you with me? That's the nice thing about faith. I don't know what you do to grow your money. That's your own business and I'm not a banker. But what I'm saying is that your faith, dear, it can grow. So, it's that way you are focused on growing my faith. 
which can bring money rather than focus on my money. That's the discussion for another day. Amen. I would prefer. Ah, they put the lights out. Someone said what? <laughs> oh man. Anyway. So how are you going to improve your faith? And I've said some of this before, but I'm putting it together today so you can follow it and see it. Now the first thing, number one, guard your ears. Guard your ears. Amen. Guard your ears. In other words, what do you hear? Yeah, guard your ears. You're trying to improve your faith. There are some people you should not go near if you plan to improve your faith. People who have a lot of so-called wise sayings, sarcastic people, don't go near them because what you hear is going to affect you. Are you there? Fear is reverse faith. And so if you listen to certain kinds of people, it's your fear that goes up, not your faith. Amen. I said amen. Do you know that money is actually just paper? It's people's faith in it that gives it value. So the paper that is used to make Ghana cities is not much different from the one that is made to use, uh, used to make dollars. It's the same kind of something. But the faith that people have in it is what gives it power. As soon as somebody goes to say something, that affects one's faith in it. That's the end. Hello? That's how economies collapse. When somebody says that, oh, they're coming to do one, two, three, this, that, that, and everybody decides that, Charlie, let me go and take out my money. That's what they call a run on the bank. That's it. The economy has collapsed. Already, Ilebi has even affected things. Yeah. The crowds that were not in banks are in banks now. You know that there was a time when you just go there, you can walk in any time, there are just some one, two, three people. Now, dear, it's how it used to be in the 1980s. 1990s, early 2000s. Yeah, before digital. Everybody is going to the bank physically to go and withdraw money, put it back. Why? Because there's a mind and a thinking and a saying about Ilevi. So whether it really affects or not is not the point. That's what has happened to the faith of people. And that's what you see working. Are you there? You know, so it's very important that you guard your ears so that somebody does not make of your faith what they are making of money. Hmm. Are you there? Some of you, the kind of friends that you have, I would suggest to you that you offload them. Yeah, because they are a very big part of what you hear. A very, very big part. As for preaching, eh, most of you only hear some one hour of it a week. Mm. Yeah, some one hour. If you're a little bit more serious, you add Tuesday another hour. And that's about it. But your friends are around you and they are constantly speaking. And when they constantly speak in a certain way, they will affect you. They will affect you. So you need to guard your ears. Amen. Amen. Hello, are you there? Some of you can't even follow God properly because of the friends around you and how they talk. Yeah. So that's the first part of call. Some of you are family members. There are some family meetings you shouldn't be at, some family gatherings. Don't be there. You know the kind of talking that's going to happen. 
Are you there? Let's go to Luke chapter 8. Oh, take us to verse 23. Let's see. Luke 8, 23. Um, go to the top of this story, the beginning of this story. Eh, go to the beginning of the story. Calm down. Oh. It came to pass afterward. Oh, man. You need beatings. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples and said unto them, let us go over to the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. Are you following the reading at all? My friend, either you are awake or you switch over. As they sailed, he fell asleep and there came down a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and woke him up saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water. And they ceased and there was calm. Now, many times when people refer to this scripture, they want to refer to it like the disciples didn't really have faith. But I don't think so. I think that when they felt that the boat was going down, they felt that they were going to drown. But they woke Jesus up because they believed that he could do something about it. But there are some of us, if we had had friends in that situation, the friends who have said, you have brought us here to kill us. And you cannot do anything about it. We are jumping out and we are leaving you here. And some of you have friends like that. But you see that in Jesus' case, they, they were afraid. Hey, are we going to die here? But they woke him up expecting that he would do something. And so in a way, it is their faith they brought to come to bear. So when I looked at this story, I just thought to myself that I wonder what your friends would say. And if you have the kind of friends who would have um, said, you see, oh, he has brought us here to kill us. And some of us here, we believe that the Lord is, a, <laughs> is against us. And when your mind is like that, you will experience a lot of negative things. Mm. Who is behind the negative things? Let's settle it once and for all tonight. Is it okay? Yes. Take us to John chapter 10 and verse 10. John 10, 10. John 10, 10. The thief. Who is that? Okay. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come. That's Jesus speaking. He's telling you why he came. That they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. So every time you say or think something else, you are speaking against scripture. The Lord is very clear about where certain negative things are coming from. Your stolen innocence. Where is it? Hmm. The attempts to kill you. Or maybe it's the will of God. He's trying to teach me something. Really? <laughs> when your father is trying to teach you something, he kills you. Character development. Be very careful. Because people are signed to God what the devil has done. And I want to ask them, so, so if that is God's work, what is the devil doing? 
What's left for him to do? If he is the one destroying the world, I mean, if God is the one destroying the world, what's left for him to do? But it's very, very important because you will see that it is under times of pressure that what you really believe comes out. And for many people, what comes out are negative things. And that's why I'm saying you should guard your ears. And I'm saying that some people should not be your friends. Yeah, because that's one of the main sources of the words that you hear. Are you there? Those who tell you to give up and die. And the, the Bible is very, very clear about other, I mean, you know, very clear about many things. Let's go to Mark 11. Let's go to verse 23 and 24. These are scriptures. By now you should have learned them more. I've referred to them so many times in the course of this series that you should actually learn it. It says, Verily I say unto you, that whatsoever, let's go to 24. Let's go there. We'll come back to 23. Therefore, I say, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe, and you have it. Is it scripture? It's not scripture. It's scripture. Good. So, how many of you would like to have a good phone? Wow. Wow. So, please, can you stay on the scripture I asked you to stay on? According to the scripture, why don't you have that good phone? (laughs) You you have put your hand up, but there's no desire. There's no desire. Let me show you that there's no desire. How many of you have watched an airline crew as they come through the airport and you've thought to yourself that, ooh, come on. That's a good, that's going to... This, uh, yeah, with the shoes, and the shoes dragging that little bag with them looking so neat. And you see, some of you are looking at me at sea because you have never seen one before. Airport do crampo. You don't even know where the airport is. I'm sorry. We forgive you. So allow me to talk to those who have seen some before. Okay. Because you don't even watch films. You've not even seen them in a film going through the airport before. How many of you have seen it before and thought that, oh, wow. You thought that. How many have thought that Charlie piloting must be pretty cool? Okay. How many have also thought being an air hostess or a steward pretty cool? Beautiful. What have you done about it? That's exactly why you don't have a phone. The fact that you have looked at the thing and said that it's nice and I would like to have it's not a desire. You are just there. There's no desire. There's no desire. It's just the thing is nice. It would be nice to have. Oh, it looks good. But the scripture says that if you desire it and you believe it. Are you there? Yeah. You desire, you pray, you believe. It will be done. Hmm. Are you there? Yeah. I'm just showing you a few things. You see, because all these things are what are affected by what you hear. It's affected by what you hear. Some of you, the reason why you don't have a good phone, I almost said an iPhone, but you say I'm biased. The reason why you don't have an iPhone is that you have some, some way people around you who have said that, oh, but what? <laughs> it's overrated. Yeah, give me, give me some more. What again? You said that what? 
It has the same functions as Android. If it gets spoiled, you're going to fix it. It's expensive. And then the battery is not strong. That's why you don't have an iPhone. If the charger, the charger will spoil. It can buy lunch. It's not true, Mom, but okay, if you insist. What again? And there are different, different airports, and something's complicated. Have you seen why you don't have? Everything is what? Yeah. <laughs> are you in the house? But have you seen why you don't have it? It's just a nice example to give you. It's just a nice example. Yeah, it's a very practical example. And that's why you don't have it. That's why you are hiding behind the excuses you are hiding in. The church has become very quiet. <laughs> it's coming to anxious. Hey, how many are Android people? Let me see your hands. And how many are iPhone fans? Let me see your hands. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. You are honest, Pastor David. It's not like that. Many of the Android holders, they have an Android because they can't afford an iPhone. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. There's no argument or discussion about it. Hey, you better surrender. Because you are the ones who are being hacked and disturbing the life of the rest of us. <laughs> Don't worry, it's a war even in my own house. Half the house is iPhone, the other half is Android. So it's a normal... Anyway, shall we continue? That's just an aside. So I'm not saying that you should walk around. It's just an, a, a good example to give you. We could have used laptops, which is probably a better example to use. Some of you have got a very basic laptop, and that's because, and it's so basic, it's not even handling your project work properly. Yeah. You are there, the thing that you are using for your project, the software is so heavy. It's so heavy that your, your, your laptop cannot handle it. And you are sitting down there making a lot of speeches. Oh, I can buy extra memory and add, and I could have done that on your Shut your beak. You should just. You see, that's why it's not even a desire, it's a need that you have. It's a need that you have. So rather than talking nonsense, do you understand when I say talking nonsense? You have a need. You are an Akito student. You are going to do everything over here on this thing. No, is your software heavy or it's not heavy? Extremely heavy. So you must have a good. How are you going to get it? Then you are now sitting there, you are calculating on your small allowance. Are you out of your mind? You are calculating from your father's pocket. What's wrong with you? Work on your desire. Work on your desire. Pray. You believe it. It's yours. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not because it's not a luxury. It's, you, we are even talking about time. Some of you, as you came, you don't even have. You are an endangered student. No, I'm not saying to laugh at you. I'm trying to bring some reality to your mind. You see, look at all the things you do. In my day, nobody had a laptop. It was a non-point. But it's different now. Your assignments, where do you do them? 
you're reading, where do you do them? You're studying on YouTube, where do you do it? Are you seeing it? They say, well, the home I come from, they come by a laptop, it's true. That's your scripture. That's your scripture, right there. Desire. Yeah. Desire. Pray. Believe. You got it. Are you there? Is there anything about your family in the best? Yeah. And so, again, that's why I'm saying move away from that friend. Because that friend was like, baby, I will You know how it is at home. Your hostel cry, you have not paid. You see, by the time the person is finished with you, the desire may be there, but the believing is finished. Yeah. I hope you are getting the point. Yeah. And it's a need that you have. So it's a good place to start with the things that you actually need. Are you getting it? The things you actually need. Start there and begin to really believe God that this scripture, this is what he said. He likes it when you tell him that this is what you said in your scripture. And so this is the scripture I'm standing on as I'm asking you for this or that or that or that or that. Hallelujah. Are you there? Are you in the church? Yeah. I'm reading one more scripture and then we'll move on to some other point. There's just a point underneath this whole guard you're hearing because I feel that the friends are very, 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 uh, yeah, very inside, you know. John 15, 7 says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done for you. Unto you. Hmm. I don't want to enter too much. Another thing I'll say to you about guarding your hearing, what you, what you hear is also what you speak. Because sometimes what you say, that makes the person also respond in a certain way. Are you there? I had a very sad but unfortunately true story today. Yesterday, my husband was going to bury somebody, a young man, a young dancer who died in his church. Are you there? And then he made a comment. I said, oh, this boy. He did it himself. Oh. So when he said it, I said, what are you saying? Then he said, the guy was in his church. He'd been in church for a while. And then he fell away. As some of you have done before. You know, you come here, come here. Okay, then something happens. And then you, you know, drop off and all that. So during the time when he dropped off, his shepherd would go and visit and try to convince him. Come back to church. Come back to church. And then the young man, in his rebellion, he said, oh, oh, I'm sorry, dear, I was just for church. I'm sorry, dear, member. Ah, if I come to church, may I can't knock me. Time passed. Time passed. He forgot what he said. He came back to church. Short while later. Carbon. Yeah, that's how he died. That's how he died. Hi there. We normally remember the negative speaking. But now I want you to think of the positive speaking. What if you had said something positive? What if you said something positive? What if you said, those of you who have a negative mind, it's it's time to to remove that thing. Are you here? Some of you, you live by Murphy's Law. Do you know Murphy's Law? Murphy's Law says if anything can go wrong, it will. It's a very demonic, diabolical mind to have. And if that's your mind, you better see Satan and it straight away. 
Because as you have that mind, you begin to speak it. And certainly it will happen like that. Hey. Hmm. The church is a little quiet tonight, but we shall take it. I hope you are understanding what I'm saying. Then the negative speaking is not doing you any good. You see, the worst one is when we even say it and we laugh. You know, media they all then you laugh. You will be ugly. Mark 11, let's go to 23 this time. Verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So what you say, dear, you will have it. Yeah, what you say. You'll have it. Hmm. Are you here? Oh, medium, you're hearing you. If I am you and my, my name is Brefo, I'll change it. Have you seen that you are quiet? Your surname, Bosom Pim, Bosom Pra. I'll change it. I will change it. I don't mind what the family says. I will change it. Because every time you are saying something, you are invoking something over my life. Uh, please find my scripture in Proverbs. Power of life and death is in the tongue. Yeah. You are there. You found your, what? Brenya, it means what? Eh? Ah! Ah! How? It really matters. It really, really, really matters. Are you there? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Is that what you are speaking? It's because what you are speaking and what you are hearing, they are so related. We can't do one without the other. Please, what have you been speaking? Me, dear, this cause, they are the breath. What that brain so? Because you said it. Yeah? <laughs> you said it. As for the school, it just came. Oh. Oh. It's very serious, oh. Please ask your neighbor what are some of the things that you are saying that you should stop saying. Confess it now and ask God to forgive you. Uh, media, then you are there, you're a young lady. What can I say? Me, I won't marry. <laughs> I'm actually dying when I'm thinking of some of the things you are saying. Are you here? Watch what you say. Watch what you say. Why not rather say positive things? Why not rather say positive things? Mm. Are you there? Because the word doesn't say what you think is what you will get. Oh, what you say. What you say. Hmm. What you say. And if what you hear must be important, 
then what you listen to must be important. Some of you, that music that you have been listening to. When we tell you that don't listen to unbeliever music, you come, you are saying a lot of things. Have you listened to what they are saying? I said, have you listened to what they are saying? By the time the words are done with you, there's a demon right there in your room. You are dying from lust. It's from the music around you. <laughs> oh, that's what a song. Or don't see. Miwa enyashi. Wejimi pa. Very very foolish. Very very foolish. <laughs> Are you here? Hmm. Number two. So number one is what? God, what you hear. Your ears. What you hear, what you say. Very important. Number two. Faith is affected by what you see. Faith is affected by what you see. Now, we don't have it as a quotation in the Bible, but you can see it in some scriptures. Let's go to Matthew chapter 14. Around verse 39, um, 29, 28. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. This is when the, the disciples were in the boat crossing the lake and then Jesus walked on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Are you here? So the things that you see are also things that affect your faith. Peter was okay. He believed that if Jesus said he should come, he can come. But as he was moving, then he realized that, hey, the wind is not a joke. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> are you there and as soon as he began to pay attention to that what happened to him immediately he began to sink there are some of you you begin by believing the Lord on something and then you start looking around you are believing God that he's going to give you your hostel fees then you start looking around hey last week they asked this boy they threw him out of the room Hey, three days ago, they moved this one. Yeah, it's coming near my office. It's coming That's it. It has come. The porter, the porter was looking for you. Well, he has not seen you yet. He has not caught you yet. Hmm. Are you in the church or you have traveled? The guy was affected by what he saw. And so those of you who sit in your rooms and soak up a lot of negative things, some films you shouldn't watch them. A lot of demons are sent out by Not necessarily, you see, <laughs> the Bible says not all things are lawful. You are sitting down there watching this moody girl who is cutting herself. Please, so, uh, excuse me, we Africans, we don't cut ourselves. We like our lives too much. <laughs> I remember one night, we were here on a Sunday, and then 
I got, <laughs> I got a text on my phone. <laughs> and it was from a young lady. And the young lady said, Mommy, I almost killed myself. myself. <laughs> I almost killed myself. I've taken the knife if my mother had not come. <laughs> At that time. So, I was sitting down there thinking about it. When Lady Pastor Eunice came into my office. You don't know her, but she, ah, she was here not long ago. Yeah. Yes. And she came in and she said, Mommy, I just got this strange text. I said, yeah, I got the text too. And then she began to laugh. I said, oh, you are a very wicked girl. Why are you laughing at somebody wanting to kill herself? Oh, Mommy, Ghana girl. I come every poison. She cannot cut herself. She said, oh, never. And she was right. It's true. We won't do. Ghana girl. <laughs> Ghana girl. But you see, this was like maybe 10 years ago. Or maybe 7 years ago. But tonight, today, now, we have people like that. How did they come? Who are you watching? We are watching some stupid kid who has allowed him. You know, it's true. It's true. It's true. And now you are just... Please, you don't even need it to be Korean. It can be anything. Yeah. That's where it's coming from. Straight away, what you are seeing. Some of you, the way you even quarrel, the way you even behave. You are crying about what? You don't have help at all. You are tucking it behind your ear. Oh, help me. <laughs> be serious. It's from what you are seeing. Somebody's having a meltdown, throwing things. Ghana child, you are throwing things. Peshe was Who slap you, Bia? But it's happening today. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> Why is it happening? It's what you are watching. It's what you are watching. What you are, what you are watching? You what? In this Ghana. In this Ghana in which we live in it. I don't know where you are from. So what I'm saying, can you see it or you can't see it? You see the influence of what you are watching. Yeah. A lot of the armed robbery you have around the country is what they are watching. Nigerian movie, Ghanaian movie, all those, yeah, that's where it's from. Sometimes they are even trying to act out a particular... <laughs> so if that is the case, why will you not watch something that will affect you in a positive way? Are you there? Some of your scruffy hair is what you have watched. I've not mentioned your name. I've not mentioned you. Yeah. All these young ladies, you have braided your hair to your waist level, bum level. It's what you see. It's what you see. It's not anything. It's what you see. Yeah, it's what you see. That's all. Some are getting to the ankle now. They don't bath often, it's clear. Because the amount of time it will take to roll that thing up before you take a shower, oh, it's a clear sign. You don't bath often. But why is it so? It's what you are seeing. It's what you are seeing. Please tell the nearest sister by you. I know that your hair is no, it's not up to your waist. It's not up to your waist. I know. I know. Man. 
mercy. You see, I'm just saying this to say to you that I'm just drawing your mind for you to see what's influencing you. And when I went to school, when I went to change, they were laughing at something. They said that we shouldn't do our hair because... No, no. I'm just telling you why you think it's nice. You thought that it was nice because you thought you thought it was nice. And I'm just saying to you that, no, it's what you saw. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's what you saw. All the brothers these days, whether you suit them or don't suit them, they all have this beard. It's what you see. It's what you are seeing. It's what you see. Is it true or is not true? No, no. If it suits you, it's not a problem. If it suits you, if it suits you, we don't have a quarrel with you. I only have a quarrel with you when it doesn't suit you. That's all. Yeah. Why are a lot of girls going natural? Because they are seeing other girls go natural. It suits you, it's not a problem. But honestly, if your hair is wobby-be-afe, please do something about it. Bolly wobby be afe There are some hair, please. Please, please. Please, you understand what I'm saying? There's some hair, be. Yeah, some, no, 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 no. No, no. I remember stopping a young lady one time. One of my young ladies around, I told her, that, you see, it's okay to have much hair. I said, but you. <laughs> I said, but you. It's no okay. Oh, mommy, when I got at this microphone, it was, um, it was nice. So it was perfect. I said, I know, but look at it now. This is how you go around the whole day. Some... <laughs> Let's move on. So what's the first one? God, what you hear? Number two, what? Faith is affected by what you see. And the third and last point tonight. I'm just talking to you about how to improve your faith. The third point is use it. Use it. Your faith increases as you use it. Use it. Amen. Amen. Each person, you have a level of faith. There's nobody who came to this earth without some faith. That's why you easily believe some things. I'm yet to see somebody come to church, take the chair, test it with their mom, send it out. You just, you just, something you say is that, oh, if the church is there, the chair, it will take my weight. It will, yeah. And that's because God gave you, otherwise you can't live. If you didn't have a little amount of faith in you. Amen. So each of us has some faith. You want to see it increase. Trade with it. Use it. Trade with it. Use it. Trade with it. Trade with it. You see that the more that you use it, the more, oh, I tried it on this. So I can try it on that one too. Are you with me? Let's look at a scripture. In Luke chapter 19, this is the scripture talking about the talents. And a talent is any gift that God has given to you. Luke 19. So it's not exclusively your faith. Anything he's given to you works in the same way. Let's go to verse 12. It says that a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said to them, Occupy till I come. So each one of the ten got something. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying, We will not have this man reign over us. And it came to pass that when he had returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much each man had gained by trading. 
Are you seeing it? Then came the first saying, thy, thy pound hath gained ten pounds. And he said unto them, Well done, good and faithful servant. And they said, Have authority in ten cities. But you see, that same principle, the man gets one thing and he goes to use it, and the one thing that he uses now becomes the ten. Are you seeing it? And so it is with everything that God has given to you. Everything God has given to you. So if you are a singer, God has given you a voice, and you use it, you see that's improving. You don't use it in a while. It doesn't even work anymore. You are somebody, God has given you the ability to dance. You use it, you see that you improve. You don't use it, you see that after, after a while you cannot put your legs together at all. It doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. Yeah. In the same way, the faith that you have, if you use it, it will grow. It will grow. And that's how come you can now begin to believe God for wilder and wilder things. Yeah. Wilder and wilder things. And so that's why it's very important to begin to use your faith. Some of you are calculating a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's all you do. It's okay to calculate. When you finish calculating, believe God for some things. Yeah. Believe God for some things. Very, very, very important to believe him. As you believe him, then you get some confidence in it. Oh, he answered. Oh, he did it. Okay. Then let me move on to this other thing. Are you there? When you don't use it at all, that's when you are there. And even when it should work, it doesn't. It's like an engine. It's stale. It's tired. It's just sitting there. Amen. Amen. Now, some of you also, you don't, you see, you, it's a growing thing. You didn't grow from, uh, what, 50 centimeters to one meter in a day. It took time. And some of you are walking around here. You cannot even believe God that he's going to take care of you next week. And then you are telling me that you are looking that God will send you abroad. abroad. Which one requires more? They're going outside. So if they're walking around here, cry, you can't believe God for it. Is it the going you can believe him about? And that is why you should begin now. Because as you start, you're starting with the smaller things. I'm trusting God that this and that and that will happen. And as you see it, oh, wow, wow, it works. Okay, let's move on. I'm believing him for something else. Okay, you see that it works. I'm believing him. For, because as you use it, it works. Amen. Amen. Those of you here who are our center leaders, you are trying to win souls to Christ. If you don't use your faith, I don't know what will happen to you. Yeah, you're going to have to use your faith to say that, Lord, you'll lead me to somebody who I can share the gospel with. Lord, you're going to lead me in this, my meeting that I'm going to have. <laughs> Are you in the church or you have traveled? I do conferences for our father every week. And as I'm doing that, it's a pure faith work. Total, complete, absolute. As you, are, you have no idea what you are going to meet, who you are going to meet. And you just have to trust God. And you have never seen them in a day. So you also have to trust God that the message that you are bringing is relevant. Yeah. Are you there? But as time has gone on, Oh, I did believe I'm too much. Yeah, I will go to church number A and it's like, pick on this, this subject. I teach on it and Charlie does it. I'll give an example here. So many times I hear it over and over again as if you were here with us in the church. I just trust him. I have no choice. I have to trust him. 
But as I've gone ahead, so I don't often, many times as I'm going, I don't ask anybody what I should come and preach about. As I'm going, Lord, if you have the one who sent me, and that's your congregation, then you know which of these books we need to talk about tonight. And as we start, you see that that's it. I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. So it's a faith walk every day. When I started, I, one day I sent a text to a father. I said, I die every day. Every morning I feel like I'm dying. Hey, I'm going to stand in front of some hundred people I have never seen you in my life. I don't know you. Hey, what if I bounce? But what also if I don't bounce? What also if really and truly what we have come to share is what you need? What if what we have come to share with you from the, is really what you need in your ministry? What, what, what next? Hey, the church is quiet. Hey. One time we went to a, a town, a city. And as we went, I'm walking by faith. It was a country we had never been in before. We didn't know anybody. We didn't know any church. So, sat in the car. Google, we're heading to this city. And Google led us to the city. As we have arrived, we're looking for a church. A church, any church. We're going to meet pastors. And we're just going to, because give thyself all, he was going to go to that town. So, uh, how are you going to meet the pastors? You meet pastors by meeting pastors. Oh? Hey, the church is very quiet. Though. <laughs> so, we got there. We drove. We got to a place. You can always see that this is a church. We drove to the church. We stopped. I was with somebody else, the two of us. And then we walked in, and there was a lady. And then we sat there. When you, you start talking, start talking, and my colleague began to talk. And then he said, you know, Pastor, God has sent you angels from Ghana today to come and talk to you about how to grow your church. The woman broke down and began to weep. She started to cry. Then she said, this morning, I told God that if he doesn't send me an angel to help me and to show me what I should do next. Just, just like that. It's a faith walk totally. Are you there or you have traveled? <laughs> Another time, during that same, because we were in different teams, and every night when we come back, then we'll come and put together all the information and so because these are the same people who went invite to the conference. Then another team of pastors who have gone in another direction. They also came with their story. Shall I tell you their story? We should close. And they said that as they had they had come to a place, the church was in a large compound and they drove in. When they went inside, they went and met the pastors. What should I call them? Security men. These Four heavy guys. Bodyguards. Body say, oh, no, 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 you cannot see. You cannot see her, Pastor. You cannot see. Hey. <laughs> so they said, please, we are sorry. Okay, we just came. As we were moving around, we had books and we had letters. So they took the letter inviting to the give themselves holy. And they took a copy of the mega church. And they put it inside the book. And then they said, please, if you can give this book to your father. And tell him that our father sent us to him. Okay. Okay. So they gave it to the they gave it to the security guards and then they sat in the car and then they started driving out. Remember it's a large compound. Ah, 
when they looked, some people were chasing them. Kapen, kapen, kapen. Stop, 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 stop. So they stopped. They had taken the book to the man. And the man had said, what? You've allowed them to go. So they called them back. They said when they came back, the man said, open the back of the guy. Open the, this. He sat in the middle. Left this security guy. Said, you just drive. He said, the man was sitting. And like that, he said, my father sent you to me. He said, you should bring me this book. Hey, this is the man I follow. This is everything he says. This book, that's what I'm doing in my church here. Yeah, yeah. You said he's coming to the country. We are coming. We are coming. Where should we register? Well, yeah, yeah. The point I'm trying to make to you is that if it were not faith, we must be mad. You are entering the country. You don't know anybody. You don't even know your way to the place. And you don't know where your, your way back. Are you there? If Google were not there. But why is it possible? Because you've done the same thing in Ghana. You have left here. You have said recently I went to Takradi. I don't know anybody there. I'm going here. And I made one stop. And from my one stop, I got six other stops. And from my six other, oh yeah. Ah, same thing. Trade with your faith. Are you there? Trade with your faith. Jesus said, if your faith is as little as a mustard seed, that your eye can almost not see, it's enough. And each one of us here tonight, you have at least a mustard seed worth of faith. Use it. And when we start, you start to use it. We shall hear of you. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. What are the three steps today improving your faith? Number one, guard your ear. And remember, it's connected a lot to the things you see, right? Number two, what you see. Number three, use it. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm going to use my faith. Tell your neighbor one thing that you are going to use your faith to do. One thing. Some of you should start saying that that subject that has been disturbing me, I'm taking it now. I'm increasing my CWA now. Yeah. And you start saying that, look, there are some of you, when you sit down to study, now you fall asleep. You should be saying, I'm going to stay awake. And I'll be awake for as long as I need to be awake. Yeah. Use your faith. There are some of you, when you read, now you forget. You should start to say, I will read and I will remember what I have read. That's how you begin to use your faith. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So tell your neighbor again something, another thing that you are going to use your faith for. You're a girl, you cannot cook. Tell him I'm going to be the best chef in the world. Begin to just pray for yourself for a few minutes. Pray that your faith will never fail. Pray for the grace to use it to increase it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
Thank you, Lord, for the gifts that you gave us. Faith. And you told us that no matter how little it is, it will do such mighty things. Grant us the grace of God to use it. Forgive us for the times we've forgotten that we even have it. And Lord, grant us grace to use it. May this service be a place where we share so many things that have happened to us because we dared to have faith in you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this evening and you need to use your faith to believe that the Bible is true when it says that you must give your life to Jesus. That the Bible is true when it says that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. You need to use your faith to pray the prayer receiving him as Lord and Savior. Romans 10, 9, and 10, just put it up on the screen. It's telling you that what you have believed in your heart, put both the scriptures, 9 and 10. And what you, you need to confess it. And tonight, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I want to invite you to come and receive Jesus. Let us confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior by faith. You want to receive him as Lord and Savior? Just lift up your right hand where you are standing. Just lift it. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Please, if you've lifted your hand, just come to me. Just come to me. Just come. Just come. Just come. Come. Just come. God bless you. Just God bless you. God bless you. Just use your faith. No, 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 no. Just put it here. Oh, yes. Just step out. Just come and join us. We're going to pray. It's a prayer of faith. God bless you. God bless you. I want you to pray this prayer after me. I want you to make it your prayer. And those of you in the room, just join us and help us. And you also renew your commitment as we just say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name have I prayed. Amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-D-A-C. God richly bless you.